Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Got kids? Well, we have been doing a parenting series based on the book, Parenting Beyond the Rules. And it's been a delight to do. I haven't done it before. I've done bits and pieces as uh, over time on the Equipped to Be podcast. But we're going to continue on. So this is part five. If you have not listened to parts one, two, three, or four, go back. Each is a standalone, but it will give you a greater picture of one, what's in the book, Parenting Beyond the Rules. And obviously in our short time together, I don't have a lot of time to go deep, but we do uh, take some very pointed points from each of the chapters, which is what I'm doing. And today we're going to be focusing on, uh, we are equipped to love. And what does that look like? And what are hindrances to love? And that's what we're going to focus on on this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm often asked about how do we love our kids unconditionally? You know, when you have those children, whether you've just had a baby or you've got a new foster baby or a child or you've adopted a child, there is something that happens and it's just this unimaginable joy. I was talking with my daughter-in-law the other day, just how her life changed in, in one month. And you know, she's had a baby, my first grandbaby, super excited about that. But it's remarkable just to have conversations with her. You know, having children changes you. I know there's a lot of people that choose not to have children. Some of it's for selfish reasons. They don't want their life interrupted. Or, you know, the world's not really put a beautiful picture on a family. They they kind of stereotype having children as a pain in the butt. Uh, they steal all your fun. You don't get any more time. They take all your money. They give you a bunch of smack back. That's not even true. I mean, relationships are hard. Any relationships, the people you work with can annoy you. The people that you gather with over the holidays, your extended family. And, you know, honestly, that's probably going to be a topic one day, to be honest with you. I am really sick of all this toxic stuff. Oh, toxic parenting. We are a family and a family comes in a variety of shapes and sizes, personality types, temperaments, moodiness, crankiness, struggles, real hard struggles. And Sometimes it's hard to love through those situations, and sometimes it's hard to love unlovely people. That doesn't mean we have an excuse not to. But kind of going back to you know my daughter-in-law and how much love you feel, you can't imagine having the capacity to love the way a mother loves her child or the way a dad loves their child. But, you know, we have to be careful because we can put conditions on love if we're not careful, can't we? If you do this, then I'll love you. If you behave, if you get your room clean, if you talk right, act right, speak right, if you perform, ah, oh, then, then 
I might have unconditional love. But if you don't bring a report card home that has straight A's, well, maybe I'll just have to hold back a little bit because you're disappointing me. I know we don't like to admit that that happens, but it does. The cares of life can can be wedges in our relationship if we're not happen if we're not careful. And you know, to be honest, sometimes our kids really do things uh, that aren't lovable. They don't say things to you that aren't lovable. You know, they have forgotten all that you've taught them. Oh no, we speak kindly to each other. God wants us to lift up and edify each other. And they've just, you know, hit their brother or sister, or they've told you how they just can't stand you and they wish they had another mother. Talk about that's cutting to the heart, isn't it? But our love for our children should not be based on their condition, their performance, their temperament. Yeah, the the child who is compliant, the child that is easy to parent may get more of our sweet, kind affection than the strong-minded child who's always pushing our buttons. But be careful. Be careful that that doesn't happen. They will remember this. They will remember as they look back in their life, especially during the teen years and high school years and beyond. They look back and and they will be able to pinpoint who was the favorite child or who always got mom's best or dad's worst and why. See, our kids can't articulate our actions and behaviors because they don't they don't know the full picture. They're not supposed to. You're the adult. So be the adult in the room. You're the parent. You got to be the parent. But we're supposed to have agape love, which is a deeper form of love, which is a biblical love. It's it's a love that just comes because of you belong to us. You are us. We love you because Christ loved us without you having to work it out or earn it or based on any merit you might have. True love is not conditional. But there are the hindrances, like I said. And basically, those hindrances, and there's four of them, those hindrances can completely derail your relationship if if you aren't aware and paying attention. So the hindrances, this is important, y'all, the hindrances to love can be some simple things like unmet expectations. You expected your kids to say, yes, mommy, thank you. Or mom, may I? Or mom, you're the best. Or dad, would you? If we have an expectation of what our children are supposed to do, how they're supposed to perform, how they're supposed to act, think, feel, process the world around them, and they fall short, then something can happen inside of you where there's a bit of a letdown a little bit of a disappointment. They just didn't quite measure up. I'm going to tell you right now, guard against that. Yes, we do have standards, and we should. And we do have expectations of our children's behavior to be kind. That's not an unrealistic expectation, is it? Or to be truth tellers. But we can't love our children based on our unmet expectations. Do you hear me? If you have an expectation, you have a need, which I'm not saying your need's not valid, but if you have an unmet expectation and your children doesn't fulfill that, maybe you want words of affirmation. Maybe you want your children to tell you what a good mom or dad you are or how much they appreciate you 
Or maybe you want them to want to be with you and your teens don't. And it can kind of hurt. And in your defense, you kind of put up a wall or you put up an emotional wall that keeps you from experiencing that kind of hurt because it's not really fun. That's dangerous. And it is possible to love unconditionally without having the walls to protect you from being hurt or disappointed because you have unmet expectations. You know, another area that we can have conditional love with our kids is not giving their best at home. You know, you've asked them to do something or maybe they've been really friendly to others and they come home and they're really crabby or they're short. And again, it's kind of like that, hey, my, I'm, I've got my best behavior. Some people call that the private face and the public face. The private face lets everything out and lets their guard down and they trust you just to accept them and love them for who they are, even if they're moody and cranky and not exactly the best personality type to be around. But then you walk out the door and they're like, hey, how you doing? It's so good to see you. How's your kids doing? You know, they'll, they'll ask about everything and they'll just put on a great performance. But at home, they don't work toward the relationship with you or their siblings. And that can be an irritation. That, that could also be, if we're not careful, used to not give them unconditional love. And at the end of these four, I'm, I'm going to talk about what some of the things we can do. But And then there's wounds because they've said or done something or they've threatened to. You know, the old adage, hurt people hurt people. That's true. If your teens or your kids or your adult children are hurting, they might be inclined to lash out and hurt you. That's a true pain and vice versa. You know, you may be hurt. You may be dealing with some baggage from your childhood. You may be dealing with issues that you haven't, or maybe there's something there that you haven't wanted to deal with. It's just easier to put up the wall and the barrier. You have to be ready. You have to be willing in a family to be hurt and to love unconditionally. Is that easy? Absolutely not. It's not because we are human. But we are, and we can, and we should live in our family in a manner that displays constant, unconditional love. Another reason why we can not have unconditional love is fear and rejection. We're afraid that our kids will reject us. They'll resist us. They will rebel. Our family values, will they'll resent. You know, it is hard, and it can happen. And I'm seeing it happen quite a bit. Or, you know, our kids grow up and they turn 18 and they they get ready to move out and they turn around. It's kind of like, yeah, well, thanks for the car keys, the braces. But yeah, about that, about my childhood, about your beliefs, about your values, well, nah, I think I'll take a pass. I don't want to do it that way. And you think after you've cried and you're heartbroken, you're wondering, well, what do I do? You love that child unconditionally. You woo them you love them. You keep that door open and that bridge not blown up. So there's always a way back in the relationship. Always tell them you love them. If they roll their eye, just smile. It's true. One day you'll understand. It's okay to tell them that. It's okay to not acknowledge they may not be there right now. 
but you're not going anywhere. You know, harsh words, those nonverbal cues that communicate anything but love for us from our kids, the emotional outbursts that can sometimes happen depending on their ages and personality types, their temperaments. And sometimes you might actually be thinking, you know, you really haven't done anything. You don't show me respect. You lie to me. You don't help out around the house. You're harsh. You're not kind. You really don't deserve unconditional love. But they do. Because we do. Because God says, you know, when you look at yourself, kind of get the log out of your own eye, how many times do we do the exact opposite of what we know God wants us to do, and we don't do it. God doesn't say, well, you know what? Hey, because you you knew to do good and you didn't, I'm just not going to love you. I, I'm not going to be there for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm not going to listen the next time you pray because you turned against me. You didn't honor me. You didn't live for me. That's just not the way God works. And if God is able to love us, unconditionally and bring us back and continue to reach out to us and woo us and draw us in, we can do the same with our children. So how do we actually love? Well, you got to remember the why behind it. It's not actually the how, it's the why. We love because God loves us. And we have to remember that we're modeling what love looks like. Our kids don't know. What they see out among their peers is opposite of what God's word says. Your home should be a haven where your children feel different than what they see happening around them. It's very hard for our children to grasp. Uh, Little children do, but middle schoolers and high schoolers and sometimes college kids, it's very hard for them to kind of grasp what unconditional love is. They've either felt it or they haven't, or they've had glimmers of that throughout their childhood with you or maybe a grandparent. You've got to remember, I'm going to continue to love unconditionally, regardless of your actions, your behaviors, you know, your crazy outfits, your cutting remarks, the way you make fun of what I do or how I do things. No, I'm going to love you anyway, and you're going to express it because you are representing and you're modeling to them God's love for us and how when we do the same thing, God still loves us. While we were yet sinners, Christ still, he died for us. He still loves us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Our kids need to know that no matter what, we're not going to leave them. We're not going to forsake them. We're not going to abandon them. We're not going to turn on them. We're not going to do tit for tat. And another way of how do we love is we have to know our children. Not all children feel love the same way. It's very different. Some children don't want you around them. They need space, and your constant intrusion into their space can be rather irritating to them. And I know, I have I have a child who has a big need for space, and I am a extrovert, with very high people person. And so for me, wanting to be around someone and talk with them and listen to them, for me, that's saying, I love you. I'm interested in you. That's not always well received by other personality types of other temperaments and bends. So study your child. There's some good books like The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman is a really good book that gives you an idea of you know, how someone will give love and how someone will receive love. 
And we're talking about the the words of affirmation. Hey, you did a great job on your math quiz, or you really did a good job cleaning the kitchen. Thanks so much. Or so the words of affirmation and the other one would be quality time. Ah, just watching a movie together or playing a board game or just sitting together or going for a car ride or going shopping, something that invests in the person of just being there, not talking. That's another hard one. If you're a talker and you have somebody who has a need for quality time, they just want you around, not not discussing anything, um, just around. Or maybe you have a child who loves gifts. It's just the most meaningful thing because they affix emotion to a gift. Oh, you thought about me. You cared about me. And you bought me this gift. And then there's acts of service where maybe you go in and you help organize their room, not because you're mad because they did a terrible job, but because you just want to help them. Or maybe you fold their laundry if they're older and they're doing their own laundry. You know, the ways that we show love to our children, it needs to be personalized to them. And that takes time and intentionality. So we have to study to know our children. And we have to love them for who they are. That's a buzzword right now, isn't it? Love them for who they are. It doesn't mean if they're rude and and hateful, if they do unbecoming acts or they hurt or harm people. Yeah, you can even love them with that. Again, I'm talking about love them for who they are. They're the child who tends to be the the bossy one, the child who tends to have meltdowns constantly, or the child who's the compliant child or the shy child, or the one who doesn't like cooked carrots, and you keep making them eat them and they have a hard time. Love the child for who they are, not for what you want them to be. You're not raising many yous. You're raising your children to understand your family values, the convictions that your family has, and to love the Lord. And then show love in meaningful ways. Meaningful could be what is going to resonate with them. If it's spending time together, carve out time to go for a walk or to have a picnic. Carve out time to show them, I love you. I care about you. I'm here for you. Go to the ball game or the piano recital. What shows them that they feel You can be questioning right now, but Connie, I'm doing all this and they're still, well, they are human. It may not land right every single time, but you're building something. You're building a relationship that will stand the test of time. Sometimes what you do will land and your child is so grateful and appreciative and they see it. Sometimes it doesn't. If it's flowers that your kids, your daughters love, get them a flower, buy them a bouquet, pick up a cool little gadget for your son who loves tinkering with things. If you study your children and you know what makes them feel loved, and then you show it and express it, whether it's the verbal words or whether it's a subtle action just coming alongside them, they feel it in their soul and they may not be able to articulate it until much later in their life. Remember that they're constantly changing and you are too. And as your child changes, you adjust and you keep learning about each other. It's like a discovery of we're on this path and on this road and I want to know you. I want to know what makes you excited and and optimistic and hopeful. I want to know what adventures you like, what you love to explore, what you daydream about. 
Some of you are thinking, Connie, I don't want to know. I don't have time. I don't even have time to think about the things that I would love to pursue or do, let alone listen to my kids go on and on. But I'll tell you, you don't have a lot of years to listen. There is a season where it stops. And yeah, you occasionally get a this and that, a drive-by drop-off mentally, verbally. But the opportunity to sit and listen, the opportunity to allow them to process out loud, to share their thoughts, their feelings, their hopes, their dreams, that doesn't last long, just a few years. And when we talk about unconditional love and, and you think about your life and you maybe you weren't raised in a family that showed unconditional love. Maybe your parents were performance-based parents, merit-based parents, because that's the way their parents raised them. And it is true. We do bring our parents' practices into our parenting practices. And it's up to us to decipher what we thought was good and what we don't want to continue on. Maybe you had a disengaged parent and you don't know how to be engaged because your parents just left you to yourself. And you can't remember a time they ever said, good job. You have the opportunity to change the legacy, to change how you're going to do things. And it could start right now today. You do not have to have the perfect model to be able to love your kids unconditionally. That's a choice you make. Now, will it be a little awkward and uncomfortable? Yeah. Changing is hard sometimes. But there's freedom when we do, that pivoting from what we don't want to do to what we do want to do. Run after it. Be intentional about pursuing it, about getting better at it. Like an athlete, an athlete doesn't just show up the day of a race and deliver their best performance. There's been thousands of hours with no one looking and them practicing. Think about yourself. You're practicing. And every time you practice, it gets a little better. It gets a little easier. Part of that path, that that track, that pattern that you want to follow, and that you, you want your kids to follow. But just remember, your kids don't typically strive for your approval unless they're a people-pleasing child. But we don't want our children to have to strive for unconditional love. We want our kids to know, we love them unconditionally because they are our children, period. I guess I've heard people say, full stop. Kids want the affirmation of their parents. And if they don't get it, they're going to look for it somewhere else. They're going to look for love because we all have a deep need to be loved, to give and receive love. Let it let it come from you. And, and you know, we're not talking about abuse or any any such thing. We're talking about just letting the person know that at the core of who they are, you love them. And you're unwavering, unshakable, steadfast, committed, devoted, not giving up, not throwing in the towel. You're going to love them when they succeed and excel, and you're going to love them when they face plant or when they make poor decisions. They will never forget that. Our youngest recently moved out and it was kind of strange because we are empty nesters now. But it was the most beautiful thing because this child and I have struggled a lot. It was really difficult to keep the relationship because there were times that both of us wanted to say, we're done. 
but I kept pursuing. I kept bringing back my thoughts. I kept reminding myself of the truth that I shared with you earlier. Unconditional love is not based on merit or performance. And now that he is on his own, I remember talking to him because it was a big deal. It was kind of like, wow, we've made it through the hard stuff and we still have a relationship. You'll still call me. You still come to visit. You still are grateful. And I want to hear from you. I'm not glad you're gone. Like, please just go away. And I just remember him one time saying and acknowledging. Now, he's in his late 20s, right? And I just remember him acknowledging that me and, and his dad have always shown him unconditional love. Your children, in some ways, there's just like this internal score. They know. They know if one child is getting all the goodness, all the unconditional love, all the favors, the affirmations, and then if the other one is getting most of your criticisms and critiques and well-meaning comments, they know. So my challenge to you as we close this episode of Equipped to Be, are you loving your kids unconditionally? Truly? Do you love them if they meet your expectation? Do you love them even if they hurt you? Do you know why? Are you modeling unconditional love? Do they know it? Do they feel it? If in any of the areas that we talked about this morning are something that are of interest to you, take notes, go back, listen to this again, and then ask the Lord, where do I need to change? You can ask the Lord to change your child, absolutely. But you really got to start on you. That's where real change happens. And it's not so that someday they'll turn around and say, oh, thank you for loving me unconditionally. I mean, that's a great thing to have happen. I can't guarantee that's going to happen. But your children do know what it feels like to be unconditionally loved. So that was part five of Parenting Beyond the Rules, Equipped to Love. God's given you all you need to do, all you need to be able to love the children that he gave you, that he blessed you with, that may not always be a blessing, but sometimes can be a blister. He's given you what you need. You are equipped to love your kids unconditionally every day, in and out of different mood swings, meltdowns, and mayhem. And that's what God wants you to do. Thank you for joining in and tuning into this edition of Equipped to Be. We hope you've enjoyed it. We'd love your feedback. Share with us what tips or share with us what kind of spoke to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to contact at connieoppers.com. We'd love to hear your feedback. You go out and make it a great day. And remember that you're equipped to be a doer of God's word. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.